Welcome to the Scuff Podcast, where we talk about U.S. soccer. The U.S. women lost 2-0 to Spain in Pamplona in a performance that was less inspired than the loss to England last week. We generated very little intentional danger in this game. We're going to try to make this brief, in part because it was such a chore to watch. Um, Outside of the performance of Olga Carmona at left back for Spain and that lovely second half goal from Esther Gonzalez, I don't know that there was really that much to be excited about in the game for either side. Greg? Yeah, yeah, that's that's that about sums it up, Bells. This was uh this this felt like a a pretty dull ninety minutes. I mean, uh, I should say the storylines going into the game uh, on the Spanish side uh, added added to the drama, and and you know for better or worse, uh, I think Fowdy kind of commented on this. Uh, the result probably like has a material effect on on the on the outcomes of that drama. Yeah, basically a bunch of Barcelona players for Spain not uh, in this camp. Is I mean, use that as shorthand for, because they they have a dispute with the federation over they don't like the coach, right? Yeah, they don't like the coach. They uh, they they it seems to have uh, voiced their concerns about the coach for a while now uh, through you know first internal channels and then publicly. Um, so now that it's like becoming a uh, public dispute and the federation has heavily backed their coach uh this kind of this kind of an outcome like does have an effect on that i th- i think on that sort of public perception yeah because they got an, uh, enough players who at least aren't quite as upset with the coach enough good players that they can beat the usa uh, fairly comfortably i mean I, I mean, they, they took, it took a, a moment of real quality in the second half and kind of a scramble goal in the first half, but the U.S. was not threatening, as we mentioned. Let's, let's, let's stick to our word and try to stay brief here. Uh, go straight to the lineups. It was uh, Casey Murphy in goal, uh, Haley Mace, Alana Cook, Becky Sauerbrunn, and Carson Pickett across the back line. We, get that, we got that same midfield of Andy Sullivan, Rose Lavelle, and Lindsey Horan. And then Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith, and Megan Rapino across the front line. Smith definitely as the number nine in this formation. Um, so we're looking at the same front six from the England game. Uh, Emily Fox out for, I believe, concussion protocol, replaced by yes. ticket. And then Sophia Huerta, Vladko said, was on a minutes restriction. She's replaced by Haley Mace. Um, and then Germa, Naomi Germa dropped, despite being, you know, I think easily our best player in the England match. Uh, certainly our best defender, um, replaced by Sauerbrunn. Uh, there's speculation that that was uh, essentially uh, a courtesy to Germa's NWSL playoff uh, fitness. Yeah, I've heard something about her, her her hamstring from sources close to the camp. Okay. <laughs> um, so there's some, like some hamstring concerns. And then obviously Murphy replacing Nair. So uh, some some rotation which has been consistent with what we've been seeing from Vlatko uh, for most of this year. Yeah. We're going to get into that midfield and talk about it, but um, the Spanish lineup was Misa Rodriguez in goal, Oyahane Hernandez at right back. So it's kind of a back five or a three, four or a three, five, two. I'm not exactly sure, but Oyahane Hernandez was the right wing back. And then, Laya Codina 
Rocio Galvez and Ivana Andres uh, were the center backs. And then Olga Carmona was the left wing back. What a player she is. Maitana Lopez, Maite Oroz, and Claudia Zornoza in the midfield. And then Alba Redondo and Esther Gonzalez at striker. So this is going to be, I mean, Gonzalez is also a good player. I mean, that goal she scored was a pure delight to witness. Um, and Hernandez was pretty good too. She not only did she provide the assist on that goal, but she, she put another one on Gonzalez's head a few minutes earlier than that, that Gonzalez uh, steered just wide of the post. So do you want to take the first, um, you want to take the first chronology item? Yeah. Just because if you've been listening to our recaps, you're not going to be surprised that this stuck out to me instantly. Uh, and shades probably how I watched the rest of the game, but uh, I do think this is representative of what we are. Uh, my timeline says uh, 0-00 to 0-23, we've attempted three crosses. Uh, that's in my notes. And so this just goes to what I think is, at, you know, at this point, something we just have to accept as what Vlatko feels is the best way for this team to attack, uh, or at least something that he's not trying to materially change, um, which is hammer the ball into the box. Uh, so off the off our kickoff, it's our ball. We go back to Sullivan. Sullivan lays it to Cook. Cook hits it upfield in the vicinity of Haran on in sort of the left half space. Haran wins the header, which actually puts Megan Rapino kind of in behind, puts her in a pretty good position here. Uh, I mean, she's got a defender on her hip. Rapino, without even really looking, just attempts to hammer the ball into the box. Like, and when you freeze it, it's like, okay, well, Spain's two center backs are you know, deeper than our players and they've got a good cushion. So this isn't going to be anything dangerous. Even if she smashes this into the box, she doesn't even make good contact with it because she kind of gets tackled as she's trying it, but she regains control of the situation. Uh, shrewdly like escapes that pressure and turns and is able to face the field again and promptly smashes the ball into the box. And it's just like, okay, here we go. Uh, it goes over everybody. There's no, there's no threat. Spain half deal with it. Goes out to the uh, opposite corner of the box um, where we control it into Haley Mace, who we free up again very pretty, pretty effectively to get her now into the uh, good space uh, on, the, on the right side, on the right flank. And she immediately fires the ball like way out of bounds trying to cross it. And I'm just like, what? What is this? <laughs> what are we doing? What is going on? Like, why? What are the decisions here? What? Who, who's in charge of like laying out what our decision trees are in the final third. And has there been any emphasis on this over the past 10 months? And, and the only thing I could come away with is no, because if there is, if there was any kind of emphasis on trying to change what we're doing, we, we should have seen it in the first 25 seconds here. Uh, and instead again, <laughs> three attempted crosses. I'm, I'm not just going to keep repeating myself the way we have been for the past eight months of these friendlies. So I'm, I'm just laying it all out here right now. Seconds zero through 23. Uh, I was already leaning like, okay, Vlatko out. <laughs> I was going to ask you, is it Vlatko out time? It, can we, should we, should we talk about it? Yeah. Cause there's, cause the timeline sucks. So <laughs> let's do some other things. I have, I have some clips to play from listeners. I, I, I really pressured some people to give us some voice memos, but why don't we talk about Vlatko out first. Yeah, Vlatko out. I mean, uh, this isn't a react like just a huge knee jerk reaction to us losing these two games. It's it's again, it's ten months of what what I see is like zero attempt 
to try to fix this. Uh, and it's, it's been very obvious. It's been staring us in the face since Uzbekistan, even in those big wins, uh, that this is kind of what we're doing. And, and it's, it's, not gonna, it's not going to give us the best chance at success. We keep talking about how this team already has an absurdly high floor because what we have is a collection of incredibly talented players. Yeah. But right now, that's all it is. And if that's all Vlatko's you know, getting out of them, anyone can do that. The, the player pool's not going to change. A new coach isn't going to bin Sophia Smith and, and Mallory Pugh and, and go a different direction. Like Whoever comes in is going to have the, these talented players, and you almost can't get less out of them in the attacking third. It, it, it kind of looks like there just is no coach in some ways um because her her i'm not an expert on how to coach high level soccer obviously i'm just i'm just i'm just a guy but you know you see the way haran and lavelle get on the ball it's it does feel like just give the ball to Lindsay or rose and they're everybody run away from them downfield and we'll see what happens i mean i guess we'll get into a bunch of the big picture stuff right now uh you know i'm seeing a lot of things that this midfield just doesn't work and, and I'm certainly not going to say that this is for sure our best midfield three, which is, you know, what we've been running out as clearly, I think, in Blacko's mind, the best three, which is Haran, Lavelle, Sullivan. Uh, but they also aren't nearly like the, the lowest hanging problem. Like what we are generating in attack does, still doesn't reflect the amount of like field territory we gain using this midfield. This midfield and this group of 11 still gains plenty of field position to get more than we're getting. Like, it's not like we can never get into the box. It's not like we never get into the final third. Right. It is, it is entirely like the easiest thing for me to address would be the decisions and execution in the final third. Because not to mince words, like, it, for, it is as bad as it can be. Those decisions and execution are as bad as they can be, given the talent available. Like, it's, it, they're, they're, it's not so horrible, but that's because the players are just really good it could be so, so much better. It could, it could be so much more than what it is. And this is where it's just like, okay, the, the coach has to demand that. Like the coach has to be the one hammering home what we need to do once we get the ball into these spaces. And if, if we're not getting that from the coach, um, you know, I don't, throwing a peak Julie Ertz in for Sullivan doesn't change that. Like it would probably, it would surely make us better, but we aren't getting carved up going the other way. Like Spain and England didn't absolutely run riot over us running back at our goal. Uh, the problem for me is massively final third decisions execution. Yeah. Well, there's two, I guess there's two things we should bring up. One is the, you know, the Yates report. We, we mentioned it in the last recap. That's a, that is a heavy weight. I think on all the players There's a lot to sort of have to be confronted with once again. So there's, you know, there's talk, there's been talk in our discord and I think there's talk on all over the internet on like, you know, we got to give the, we got to give the team a little bit of a pass because of that. I'm definitely sympathetic to that, but I think, I guess your point, what you, the, one of the points you just made and a point that I, that I think is true is these problems in the final third are not unique to these two games. This is, this is how we've been playing and, and it's been papered over by our talent. Like you mentioned, and by like just an incredible dynamism of our high press against against inferior opponents, so we get tons of opportunities in the Concacaf W Championship, mostly by just like running down people's throats and taking the ball from them in their own box, and then we have a scoring chance. So I guess I think I just think we can sort of like set we can acknowledge that and then sort of set it aside for the purposes of this conversation about Vlaco, right? Yes, for sure, for sure. This problem goes beyond that. 
if, if this if these were just two lackluster games that were sort of outliers in in sort of uh you know the style of play okay that would totally be fair but it's it's not that like again we've been talking about it forever and how uh it's it hasn't mattered in the past nine months because again we talk about just the sheer volume of low percentage chances that we create is going to eventually come good against these weaker teams for a couple of reasons one uh you know these like the crossing that i keep sort of railing against uh the weaker teams will be less organized to deal with it initially so we will get a little bit more joy even out of that first ball in even if it's not an ideal crossing scenario and two when we don't get the joy against a weaker team we're still just going to out talent them in the seconds immediately following to turn those low percentage plays into medium percentage plays and over 50 attempts of that we'll we'll get our goal and we'll you know win ugly uh <laughs> When you increase the talent and when you beat the when you try to beat the teams that you're going to have to beat to win the trophies that the U.S. women's team should be expected to compete for, that that edge just vanishes very quickly. Right. Like uh, the teams are just way more organized for the initial ball in and they're way less likely to just get overpowered in the moments following that initial ball. And so that's what we're seeing. And that's how we're seeing um, the actual dangerous chances drop so sharply. Let me, yeah, let me play a clip from Tara, who I think has some sympathy for Vlaco in that he, he still has the job of ushering out a golden, gen, a platinum generation, if you will, and, um, and bringing in a younger generation. L- let me just let her speak for herself here. Hello. My question is, how do we embrace becoming a younger team? Uh, and I mean that in a bit of an existential crisis type of way. Like, Becky is the spokesperson for all women soccer players in crisis. Uh, Megan is getting standing ovations every time she's on a field in the United States. Haran has been an incredible player for us. Morgan has been an incredible player for us. But I want to know, are we capable of fully embracing a younger team? Um, Let me know. Let me know. Um, I feel that. Like, when I watch Haran give the ball away, even though she does a great thing, I and mean, she does some great things even in a game like this. Like, she's obviously a quality player. When I see her give the ball away and um, Spain go the other way, you know, three, four times and stepping on the ball, slowing down the pace of play, uh, trying to hit a hero ball. This is how she's been playing. This is how Lindsey Rand has been playing for a, for a while. See Megan Rapino not tracking back on defense. And like you said, banging crosses in just blindly. I do. I am like, let's just move on. Let's move on to the, to some, some younger options. Sam coffee came in. We had our bet. Sam coffee came in. She wasn't perfect. She hit a, you know, she hit a switch that went like 10 yards over um, crystal Dunn's head. But there, there was a sequence of passing in the 79th minute right before uh, a Sanchez shot where it was Huerta, Sanchez, uh, uh, Coffee, and Thompson, Alyssa Thompson, the 17-year-old. So the babies. Just, I mean, these are, these are the children. Yeah. It was the, best se- it was the best sequence we had all game. I know that there, you, know, you could take issue with some of the decisions in the sequence, but they're, all they're doing is just playing quickly and moving off the ball. And it takes a, like a certain level of hunger and humility to play that way. You know, you got to, and, and I just don't know if I see that from uh, Haran and even Lavelle right now. So obviously we don't, 
Oh, well, maybe you have an answer to Tara's question. I don't really, but um, but I, I sympathize with the spirit of it. Yeah, it's it's one where you you know it's, that sequence in particular shows that the the kids can do things, and so it's not like oh these the kids aren't ready. Uh, that was by far the best sequence of the game for me, and again, just shows that if we if we had embraced that kind of play uh, eight months ago, going through and then and through the summer, going through that the W Championship. And essentially forced the players to to do it. They're all capable of it. Like Lindsay Horan can play that way. We see her do it. We see when we know Rose Lavelle can play like that. Um, that was like one of her first qualities that popped to me when I would watch her play, even in like Wisconsin Madison, was this total awareness uh, mm-hmm. of how the pieces were moving. And that's what that is, right? It's that awareness of how the pieces move and then the willingness to to join into that rhythm. Horan uh, was like that. Rapino can do that. Like she has that guile. So they can do that. We can do that with, with the grownups. Uh, and that's, that's what I wish it would be. We just need to demand it of them. And that's, for me, that's on Vlatko. Like Vlatko has to say, this is how we're going to play. And if we did that, I don't think there would be any issue uh, blending the generations here. Uh, I, think, I don't think that the, that the olds we're using currently are, you know, it's not like when you're trying to blend Abby Wambach with this kind of a play. Like that, that's, a different, that's a different thing. The, mm-hmm. the grownups we have can play uh, the slick stuff that the kids are trying to do, too. Um, we, we, again, we just need to require it. Vlatko, it's on Vlatko for me. Uh, so I, I guess that's where I kind of land. I know there's, there's other issues with, with Rapino in particular and, and her ability to defend in the way that we have been defending to generate chances. Um, and she hurts us in that regard, I think. Uh, but, but otherwise, I... I, I don't think it's something that has to be forced onto the group. Like I do think that you can blend this with mm-hmm. the right managerial approach uh, and get good returns out of, out of all of those players on the field. Uh, let's get another clip. This is from high octane FB. Do we think Vladko will actually make a significant lineup change prior to the world cup? Uh, I don't, I think he's stuck with it through the terrible Olympic performance where we saw the exact same problems. Uh, this midfield cannot play the 4-3-3 that they're being asked. They get nothing going forward. Uh, they get passed through easily. There's just no way this configuration is going to consistently beat uh, the best teams as we saw in this window. Uh, can they still sleepwalk to third place when Katarina Macario, uh, various other injuries come back? Yeah, probably. I mean, they beat Canada just a couple months ago. But there's just no way this is getting fixed without a systematic change, in my opinion. He seems more focused on the midfield, which is not you're not um, you're not so convinced that that's the thing. I'm I'm really not. I'm really not. And 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 I get it. I think they're they're sort of a kind of the easy target to to say because it, it is easier to just sort of change personnel. Uh, and I will say Sanchez versus like Haran would does offer so much more of that sort of pass and slash uh, player. Like, and we saw it in that sequence that we, we've talked about. Um, she, I mean, she makes several slashing runs and she identifies others slashing. So it's, it is that contagious uh, rhythm movement soccer that, that I think is right there for us to, to, to grasp onto. Um, but I don't, I, I, I'd push back against us being passed through very easily. Like, Spain weren't lighting again. Spain weren't lighting up our our goalposts, right? Like uh, they got they got like four real shots and and scored two of them. Uh, yeah, England weren't lighting us up either. Half their half their uh, 
expected goals, I think, came on the penalty. Um, so, so I, I'd, I'd take some exception to to saying that we get played through. I don't, I don't think we're a soft, buttery uh, midfield. I know England was able to sort of smother us uh, with their own possession, very much um, defended via possession, where Spain weren't able to do that, even though Spain sort of have the reputation for being a very technical team. Um, and they showed plenty of glimpses of that, uh, which is very easy on the eye. You know, they have a lot of that nuance in the individual play and that uh, understanding of each other and movement. Um, but but they weren't they weren't just like keeping the ball at will, right? Like we had we had a, plenty of the ball in that game relative to England. Uh, and again, I think our midfield got the ball forward. We got the ball forward a lot against Spain, and it's I think the the only area we absolutely need to address is that final third but but you you tell me you tell me if i'm if i'm too uh if i'm too focused on on that area in particular well i guess i I don't know i don't know if you're asking me to tell you but i'll tell i'll tell you in in any case i it does seem like yes the final third is a huge problem but also common combination passing through the midfield is uh it's just so slow. It's everything's so slow and plodding and Lindsay stepping on the ball and kind of like, like waiting for a defender to arrive on her back so she can like hold him off for a while. And then she passes it backwards. And I mean, it's uh, the middle third doesn't seem like a, a picnic either right now. I'll, I'll grant, no, I'll, I'll grant that too. I don't think there's, I don't think there's rhythm passing happening really anywhere on the field, <laughs> which, which again goes back to, still goes back to me to the manager because I think the players are capable. Uh, I, I would be curious to see a Sanchez Lavelle partnership. Um, and I, I do think Haran would be the one to make way uh, for that. But I don't know. I don't know what other configurations uh, people would be really excited to see. Like it might be a, a crystal done in for Haran or Lavelle. Uh, I got, have I got a clip for you? <laughs> <laughs> this is Ryan McNulty in Milwaukee. All right. I think we can pretty well conclude that whatever we're doing with our center mids isn't working and whatever we're doing to create attack isn't really working. Um, So I feel like I have the liberty to unleash my most unhinged take that we need to free Crystal Dunn and play her with Naomi Gurma as a double pivot and fill the gap left by Macario and Alex Morgan uh, with Lindsay Horan. Horan um, doesn't want to midfield. Rapino hasn't tracked back defensively since Barack was in office. So why not let Lindsay do what she wants to do up top? Pair her with Sophia Smith and Trinity Rodman and just put the back line in absolute hell and then let. Germa, Dunn, and Rose Cook in the midfield. Um, yeah, that's my most unhinged take. I await my arrest. Thank you. Well, there's a lot going on. A lot, lot going on there. <laughs> it's pretty unhinged. Haran at the nine, uh, Germa and Dunn as a double pivot. I mean, Grant Wall, was, Grant Wall said in his postgame dispatch that he thought we have to go to a double pivot. So, yeah, a lot of people are talking about the midfield. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a, that's one configuration that is, uh, you know, in the realm, in the universe of possibilities. So we'd be taking who, what could be our best center back out of her center back role 
if, if we're, I mean, that's a big jump to uh, Germany, you know, had a couple of good games. It's, it's tough to say that that's enough to say she's now our number one center back. We've got a, a generally generationally world-class center back in Sauerbrunn uh, that still is, is right there. Um, and cook cook. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say she had a rough window, but it, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a banner window for her. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. The first goal against England was at least, at least partly on her. And then, she had a giveaway that was pretty bad in the second half there. I'm, I'm reluctant to take Germa out of contention for starting center back already to put her in the midfield. Uh, <laughs> I'm reluctant to try to fill the Macario Morgan hole because uh, presumably that will be filled by Macario and Morgan by, by the summer. Uh, so that, that right now might be a, a solution without a problem. Um, it really, and, and, and again, I got to just keep pushing back on, on the center midfielder being center midfield trio being like the problem. And I think, I think I'll have to go to the tape on it. Yeah, this might be, this might require some extra effort on your part, Greg. Oh man. Um, um, so in the, on the timeline, we, we did have, we were kind of on the front foot, I'd say for the first 10 minutes or so, Spain looked pretty sloppy and kind of nervous to me. Um, but like, I'm not going to go through every time we, things fell apart in the final third because that would be just absolutely tedious but the, but it, it did repeatedly we just didn't we couldn't create any danger we got our first shot of the game um and we only had two shots in the first half neither of them on target but we got our first one um uh comes on a, a nice ball from carson pickett down the line for haran so, so sort of a curling behind the defense ball haran makes an in to out run to get on it and then she beats her her defender to the end line and lifts the ball across, crosses it with her left foot. Um, doesn't really, doesn't really cause that much problem initially, but it gets knotted out to the top of the box. Haley Mace races in and collects it, uh, cuts one defender and then has a shot with her left foot that is blocked, but, but looked dangerous. Um, look, look like it was heading goalward. Do you want to respond to that one? Oh. I'm just going to use this opportunity to say uh, Carson Pickett had several, I thought, very good entry passes yeah. uh, on the floor into into players and pockets, uh, which is something I'm I'm always uh, again going to like make mental note of. Spain gets a set piece in the 21st minute uh, uh, and a header on target, but not too scary. And we're just, I mean, we're definitely I have in my notes definitely in crossing mode after the 20th minute. We get a. Th- Brutal giveaway from Haran in the 31st minute. A couple touches and a pass across the top of the box. And Claudia Zornosa has a shot from 20 yards that flashes wide of the post. It's starting to feel like maybe Spain's the more dangerous team in this game. Uh, our second shot comes of the second half. Our, our, the only other one comes on a moment of just physical excellence from Sophia Smith. She's, she receives the ball in zone 14. She holds off a center back. She turns the center back. She takes a couple strides and then rips one with her right foot, and that is blocked. That, those are our two shots in the whole first half. That's, those are the shots we generated. And then Spain scores, and it's a corner kick. In general, I think their corner kicks were uh, more were crisper than ours, you know, generally put in a more dangerous spot. And this was one of those. There's a couple, there's a shot, the ball is blocked, shot is blocked, and it pings around. Nobody really deals with it. I think Haran was the closest uh, American to the ball when Alba Redondo kind of passes it with the outside of her boot into the corner. 
through a crowd of bodies. One zero Spain. Yeah, it's it's a bit messy. Uh, I you know, and I, I love to go through these set pieces uh, like a dozen times in each time just focus on a single player to see how they react to the to the moment whether they're dialed in the entire time and i honestly think for the most part our players were the the one player who maybe could have done more uh, to actually prevent this would have been sullivan um just because you know she's still in like an athletic stance trying to read what's going to happen but the ball's gone over her head and she's kind of doing her little you know hop watching the play uh but she's outside of the frame of the goal and she's not defending anybody else so it's one of those things where like reflexively, especially as a goalkeeper, like I want my defenders to just crunch way the hell in on this, on these scrambles to become extra goalkeepers. Cause you're not doing anything else. So, so just as it's pinging around pinballing, if you can just get your body between the ball and some portion of the goal, that's one less slot for that ball to find its way through. Uh, and that's just, I mean, super nitpicky. And I don't think, I don't think the area she would have taken away would have been, where the ball ended up anyway, but, but I guess I'm pouncing on it. I'm pouncing on it. Sullivan out coffee in. (laughs) You're looking for that opening. Uh, but that's basically my way of saying this isn't really, uh, this is barely like preventable for the U S this is just one of those things where like, okay, over time you're going to lose out on a couple of goal mouse scrambles. You know, that's the game. Yeah. 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 The, the, obviously the bigger issue is us not being able to create any chances. Uh, Ashley Hatch comes on for Rodman at the half. Robin had taken a knock to the ankle. Uh, I did. She didn't. She didn't really have much of a first half, and Hatch didn't have much of a second half. Neither of them really had much impact on the game. So Trinity Mayway at half. Uh, I do have a quick note on her that we didn't mention in the timeline, and that was uh, what I thought was maybe our best attacking sequence in the first half. Uh, and this was twenty fourth minute, and it wasn't. It wasn't like a uh, extended possession. It was. It was definitely a transition moment. Um, it came when Haran actually in, in the buildup gave the ball away, uh, which is, I know that's something you've been talking about. Um, Spain then had a, a chance to run at us, but they were sloppy with it, kind of gave it right back to Haran. And then we instantly uh, worked the ball upfield. Sullivan with a really nice ball into Megan Rapino. Uh, Rapino with a really slick, potentially a Cruyff, uh, unnecessary, but that's, that is actually something I appreciate, an unnecessary Cruyff uh, layoff. Uh, in the midfield to Lavelle to run onto Lavelle pings at first time with her left. It's a gorgeous ball to Sophia who is now running into the channel wide of the center backs. Um, and Sophia is right at home in this situation. I know we've talked about her. We talked about her role as a striker against England. Like this is where if we can, if we're using her as a striker, uh, this is really good use of her. So we play it behind her. She gets to run onto it. And now she's faced up with their center back. Um, and this was where Trinity uh, kind of, I think, let us down here. And, and I'm, I'm not trying to be too harsh on her because she's the kid here and she's a winger and so just didn't quite make the right run. But Sophia's got it finally in the dangerous zone, right? And we need someone to fill that space that Sophia Smith would normally be in since she's gone. Uh, and instead, Trinity kind of just hangs out at the far post floating wide, which allows Spain to just sort of sit in a shell in front of the goal and not have to really do any decision-making. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sophia kind of holds it, dances a little bit. Megan Rapino makes a run kind of into her space to crowd it. But Rapino is just trying to do something into, into the space because, again, Spain are just sitting with their defensive block intact. Uh, Lavelle eventually tries to make the run in for the cutback, um, but is too late. She can't get there in time. Rodman was the only player who could do it. Uh, 
Uh, so what was a very promising attack leads to a, a cutback that Spain can clear from their own six pretty comfortably. Um, okay. So that was, that was my like one ding on Trinity for, for the entire window. Gotta, gotta um, report without fear or favor. <laughs> but it, it, goes ba- it still goes back to like what we need to work on more than anything is focus on getting the ball into that Man City zone and then the movements and decisions uh, once we're there. And that, despite what I think I'm, I'm marching against the, uh, against the flow here, uh, against the tide, I don't think it is as much a center midfield issue as everyone else. I really think it's um, just that phase of play. Okay, well, let me play one more clip just All to right. show how much you are <laughs> marching against the tide. And it's then, unanimous. I'm, I'm the uh, lone, <laughs> lone dissenter here. One of the big takeaways for me was it seems like we lack chemistry in the midfield. Um, the ball kind of just gets into the midfield and it either bounces around and we turn it over or send a, a ball too far past our attacking player. Um, you know, obviously the, the front three is a bit of a concern for the last game, but that stuff will kind of figure itself out with players coming back. Um, but Flacco really should focus on finding the right players and the right roles in the midfield and figure out what that three is going to look like. I mean, I guess you would disagree that the stuff in the front three will work itself out because it hasn't. But let me ask you this. Uh, I I won't make you respond to Chris because I feel like you've already sort of responded to that idea. But unless you really want to, go ahead. Well, here's the thing. I do, like I I said before, I do agree that we don't pass with rhythm anywhere on the field. So our midfield three... Uh, again, we, we saw we saw how it can be done with the way England were doing it and just toying with us in midfield, uh, because when you set out to do that, you can you you can really show how naive we look uh, with our constant attempts at the home run ball at the hero ball, um, which Haran is guilty of Lavelle guilty of that uh, Sullivan and coffee less. So um, I think because, again, there's that understanding that, hey, we're not the heroes of this team We're we're very much role players. Haran and Lavelle are in a different tier and, and they sort of act accordingly. Um, so I do think that can be corrected. Uh, I think it's there and I think it can be corrected. Um, okay. I just, I, right now I don't know that it's unique to those two. It's just team wide. Uh, as you move into the attack attempts at hero ball. It just looks like in an absence of clear ideas. Yes. They're yeah. just, they're just, we're just defaulting to give the rock to Lindsay and, and Rose and see what happens. Yep. And then their, I, their job is to try to get it out wide to somebody who the moment you have an opening to hit it into the box, you hit it into the box. Yeah. So like, so this final third, I asked people for a 20 second clip for us to play in the episode. And you said, well, how about a 1.7 second clip hire a, a final third coach. And, and I guess, um, so one question I have is how would that, how would the final third coaching go? Is this, is it, would it be pretty video heavy? Like show, show Sophia and Trinity and Rose and Lindsay, the video from the, this game and be like, look, you, you, we've got to have people filling these lanes and you got to be making this decision here, make play the simple pass here. We have to do it. And I mean, what, 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 what does that look like? Like for, for me, it's eight months ago, you ban crosses. <laughs> like you forbid your team from crossing the ball. Like you, Hey, right now we can't cross it. These games are experimental. Uh, you can always fall back on a cross. Like it's not, there's no sophistication necessary to bang a ball into the box when you have an opening uh, like band crosses force the team to uh, find those ways to combine because every player you're combining with is really good. Um, 
And if you do that, you get those moments like we had in the 80th minute, 79th minute, whatever it was, uh, where four players with minimal U.S. women's national team experience, very little experience playing together. One of them is a 16-year-old uh, middle school kid. Um, That's not how middle school works. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's doing it. You know what I mean? She's doing it against yeah. Spain in her, in her first ever window in it for the U.S., uh, it can be done and it takes, it takes some uh, work to iron out like people stepping on each other's toes with runs and hesitations to make the run. Even on that one, I think Thompson hesitated a little bit to make a run and then like didn't quite commit to it. And you have to work through those kinks, but it's there and we would, I'm confident that we would pull it off. And even while we're struggling with it, we would still be more dangerous than we have been uh, doing oh, yeah. what we've been doing. Okay. So Vlaco out or at least ban crosses. It's going to be late now. I mean, I, I don't know. We've got, we've got the Germany games coming up and, and again, we'll have to see, uh, you know, we talked about it after the England game. We weren't so bad against England that I had any hope that he would really like hammer on this stuff. Uh, if he, if he even thinks it's a problem after this game where we generated next to nothing, he did come out and say first, and I don't know if it's coach speak, you know, just, you know, taking the heat, but he said, first thing we're going to do is look at what like myself and the coaching staff can do uh, to better prepare us to create more danger or something to that effect to, to give us a better chance to win these games. Um, So that's the right, that's the right language. Again, I wish we would have been thinking about those things for the past calendar year, but we'll we'll have to see if, if he's really going to do that against Germany or if, or what that means to him. We're not fingers fighting. crossed. We do a lot of finger crossing. We do a lot of finger crossing around here, don't we? He's he's not he's not getting fired, right? On on these on the these two outcomes, he just went ran through Concacaf and uh, I don't know. I don't know what the palace intrigue is. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Let's 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 wrap this up. Do the rest of the timeline. So Rapino crossed to Haran at the back post. Steers it wide with her head in the fifty-first minute. That was our third shot of the game. Um, right around the hour mark, we get done on for Pickett, which is nice to see. Again, Sam Coffey for Sullivan, Sofia Huerta, like you said, on a minutes restriction for Haley Mace, and then Ashley Sanchez on for Megan Rapino a couple minutes later. Um, and then in the 72nd minute, Spain scores their second goal, and it was it was a peach. A quick one-two undoes Crystal Dunn out wide, and Ojane Hernandez uh, surges into the final third, puts a Put a, puts a cross right onto Esther Gonzalez, who opens up in the air, side foot volleys it with her left foot into the side netting. Um, just, just gorgeous. A gorgeous goal. 2-0 Spain. And at this point, the U.S. has three shots, none on target. Yeah, and, and if you want to break down the goal, like there's, there's little pieces of blame to go around. Like, again, Dunn overcommits upfield uh, to sort of let herself then get beat behind. Uh, Sauerbrunn finds herself a little bit in no man's land, which had happened uh, a few a few minutes earlier, right after those subs had been made. Um, Spain had had another cross that uh, they actually got themselves into a three v two in the box for the to, to try to get on the end of the cross because uh, Sauerbrunn had kind of gotten into no man's land. Um, so Huerta had, had to get really tight with Cook, leaving a totally free player uh, at the far post, not like way wide, like literally at the far post. Um, so, so I, I, I clocked both those for Sauerbrunn. I'm just needing to tighten that up a little bit. Uh, but, but mostly that's, mostly that's just t- tip your hat to Spain. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was a little surprised to see Dunn get done like that. Um, but well, you know, what, what we've gotten used to seeing her do was if, if she gets her a little bit late and the Spain player receives or releases the ball is for Dunn to put her hip into her and put her into the boards. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised she didn't go that route. Well, okay. So we talked about the 79th minute, uh, sequence of passing already from Sanchez, coffee, Huerta and, and Thompson. It was just nice to see. I don't think there was anything super sophisticated about it. It was just sort of play the, play a pass, look for a place to go to, to move next pass and move. That's what they were doing. And it was, it was good for a little while there, probably the only moment like that in the game. And then uh, we got a speculative shot from Smith. Oh, by, by the way, that, that sequence ended with Sanchez taking a shot with her right foot that was blocked uh, by a center back inside the six. And then there's a speculative shot from Smith in the 80th minute uh, corner followed by a corner from coffee that Haran can't steer on frame with her head. Uh, Sanchez shoots again in the 83rd minute after picking up a squibbed clearance at the edge of the box. It's a pretty tame effort with her left foot. And then we get another set piece header in the 88th minute. So that's five of our eight shots in, a, in that little flurry of activity in the, you know, from the 79th to the 88th. And um, so you're either saying that's that game state or you're saying Sanchez needs to be starting all of these games <laughs> from now on. Well, I don't know. I don't even know if I'm saying that. I mean, San, I, don't, I don't know that Sanchez has been has made a airtight case for herself, you know, relative relative to the competition. but. I, I'd I'd go for it. I'd like it. I'd like to see it. I, I, we said this, uh, I think, through the W Championship was that Sanchez, as a player, I think, and because of her tendencies, because of her profile, uh, she puts way more pressure on the Man City zone uh, than I think any of our other midfielders, including Rose Lavelle at this point. Rose Lavelle should be thriving, either getting into that Man City zone or, or free springing other players into it. Uh, and we're not getting enough of it from her right now. Um, but when Sanchez is in, regardless of who she's playing next to, whether it's Rapino or, or whether it was like Huerta getting involved in this one uh, and the, in the, in the child uh, Thompson. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that with a huge amount of respect for what Thompson stepped in and, and looked like in these games. Um, but yeah, she was Sanche- fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sanchez has just looks the part of somebody who wants to get into that danger zone. She's not looking for a home run ball. She's not looking for the hero ball immediately. It very much is like, hey, let's work this into this space together uh, through coordinated movement and passing. She did draw some remonstration from Sofia Huerta when she took that left-footed shot. Huerta was all alone uh, streaming up the right side. But I, I do agree. Sanchez, is, she, plays, she loves to play football, you know? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. All right. I do know what you're saying. And, and that's, that's my like one case where like, okay, this selection issue because of the tendencies, if there's no other direction being given to the team, this, you know, Sanchez for like Haran could actually increase the amount of soccer we play in the final third. Yeah. Germany uh, visits the United States on November 10th and November 13th. Those games are in Miami and New York, I believe. I think that's all we got on this game. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see ya.